There was a period of time in the mid to late noughties where I would have loved to write for a tabloid magazine. The idea of writing a headline like, Screaming match at the grocery store, sources say they're headed for divorce, and then superimposing it next to some fairly innocuous photos of a famous couple frowning at a label on some coconut water, and then like spending the afternoon arranging dresses into hot or not categories, seemed like a weird fever dream of a job where I got to look at famous people and do some creative writing. I use my brain for other things now. That's not a judgment call. Uh, Who am I to say whether this is better than gossip mags or even better than my nine to five, to be honest. Capitalism bleeds us all dry. But my point is, I never really grew out of reading celebrity gossip. I feel slightly more morally conflicted about invasions of privacy and the stripping away of humanity in the name of celebrity or whatever. But like not enough to actually stop reading the gossip Instagram du you know? Anyway, if you have even the tiniest piece of online presence, or even a little bit of interest in comedy, you might have noticed what I'm now calling the John Mulaney incident. That is, the complete and utter meltdown that the internet had following the comedian's announcement of his divorce, slash subsequent announcement of his dating Olivia Munn, slash subsequent announcement of Olivia Munn's pregnancy. People are treating it as though their best friend of many years has turned around and pulled off their Groucho Marx glasses and mustache to reveal a new and villainous personality that's been secretly waiting in the wings this whole time. This is, of course, not the case. He's objectively just a man who got a divorce, but it's a fascinating phenomenon. So I thought we could take a look. I'm Alex. This is Pop Culture Boner, the podcast edition. And today I'm thinking about the Mulaney incident. Now, my big rule with famous people is that you should never meet them. Personally, I apply this broadly to all famous people because I long to cease being perceived by mortal eyes, but I think you should really specifically apply it to famous people who are related, no matter how tangentially, to pieces of media that you love. The fastest way to ruin your relationship with a piece of media you love is to talk to the person who made it, because there are an infinite number of ways that that can go wrong. (laughs) You're weird they're weird, you perceive them to be in a bad mood, they actually are in a bad mood, your understandings of that piece of media are fundamentally different, they have an overinflated sense of their own craft, never talk to actors about acting is my second rule. The list is endless and I genuinely recommend to avoid the heartache just never meeting them ever. That being said, for reasons that are not entirely clear to me, I have a little internal counter of Hollywood men who would never hurt me. These are men who, based essentially on vibe alone, I have decided would not do anything that might break my heart. The parameters for things that might break my heart run the gambit from actual crimes to bad political opinions, uh, to being rude to service industry staff, and they're ever-shifting. I'll give you an example. Keanu Reeves is on the list. His vibe is that of someone who takes everything in his stride and he's having a nice time. Recently, someone pointed out to him that The Matrix was a trans allegory, and he said, oh, I didn't know that. Cool. He's chill. The Rock, perhaps surprisingly for anyone who's ever met me, does not make the cut. 
partially because I suspect due to his overall likability, he might do something stupid like run for president or something. I trust him not to commit a crime, but not to refrain from doing something well-meaning but ultimately ill-informed to disastrous effect. Like I said, it's a vibe. The unspoken additional layer to the Hollywood men who would never hurt me list is that they're also men that I think would be kind of fine to accidentally end up in a social situation with. Based on pretty much nothing at all, I've arbitrarily decided that if we were two people who didn't know anyone at a party, or if we were stuck in a lift together or something, we'd probably be fine to chat. I don't want to meet them, but if the social situation suddenly undermined my never-meet-famous-people rule, it would be kind of okay. I'm making jokes about it, but despite its totally arbitrary nature, the list has big implications for my feelings. And the reason I'm telling you all this is not only because John Mulaney is on my list, but I think because his speed run of rehab, divorce, dating, and impending fatherhood has revealed that other people are a little bit less honest with themselves about how they interact with the media they consume and the celebrities involved in creating it. On the one hand, there are people acting like it's the worst betrayal they've experienced in recent times, And on the other hand, people acting like having any sort of interest or investment in celebrity is completely insane. So I thought we could spend some time today looking at what makes this different from other celebrity divorces, media consumption, and the separation of art and artist. You know, simple things, not at all large, unanswerable questions that have plagued people for years. And we're going to do it in 20 minutes. Fine. Doable. Normal, even. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to start at the top for those of you who are less terminally online than me. As I'm sure you've gathered from the intro, John Mulaney is a stand-up comedian whose work you might have seen on Netflix, um, specifically Kid Gorgeous, which won an Emmy, or John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch, which is a delightfully absurdist children's show. Um, I'm doing inverted commas around children's show. I would call the comedy itself a pretty unique blend of confessional and observational. Parts of it are profoundly dark, but everything is discussed with such clean wit and such formal tones that it'd be easy to miss if you wanted to. Across much of his work, Mulaney referenced the process of dating, proposing to, and marrying his wife, Anna Marie Tendler. The jokes ranged from observational snapshots of their life to snippets of sincerity, like in Comeback Kid where he says, I didn't know being in a relationship could make you feel good about yourself. That's not a joke, that's just a nice thing I like to say. So that's the comedy, but what about the events? What about the incident? In December of 2020, Mulaney checked into rehab for what would later be revealed to be the second time that year. He exited the program this February to live in a sober living facility, and then in May of 2021, his divorce was announced. Page Six reported that his rep had confirmed the divorce and said, John will not have any further comment as he continues to focus on his recovery and getting back to work. They also reported Tendler's statement saying, I'm heartbroken that John has decided to end our marriage. I wish him support and success as he continues his recovery. In June of 2021, Mulaney and actress Olivia Munn were spotted on a lunch date in LA, seemingly confirming what all the best gossip corners of the internet had been saying for months. Cheers again to Dumois. And then a couple of days ago in September, after Munn was snapped with a fairly noticeable baby bump, Mulaney appeared on Late Night with Seth Meyers to confirm that he was having a child with Munn. Munn has since gone on to give an interview where she gushes about impending motherhood and supportive Hollywood parents. 
For her part, Tendler seems to be dedicated to processing the whole thing through art, posting a series of haunting photos on Instagram ahead of an upcoming show at the other art fair in LA. Now, despite the apparent speed run of events, I would argue that this seems like pretty standard celebrity divorce fair, only with slightly less allusions to like mutual or amicable splits through expensive PR firms. The Mulaney incident to me is not so much about the events themselves, but rather the online aftermath of the events. Something about the rapid-fire rehab, divorce, dating, pregnancy timeline really lit a fire under superfans of Mulaney, allegedly casual fans of Mulaney, and people who claim they couldn't care less. Somehow, they've all ended up in a death spiral on social media, having either a meltdown about Mulaney's innocence, a meltdown about his guilt, or a meltdown about how none of this means anything, and everyone who has a feeling about it is so very, very stupid. Those who cry innocence seem to fall into two categories, either people who are super fans of Mulaney gushing about how happy he looks and how they miss seeing him on TV, or people who seem to be somehow trying to be objective by saying things like, well, looking at the timeline, it looks like he was already divorced by the time he shacked up with Olivia Munn, and so actually everything is fine and above board. All the replies to the first category are either equally gushy or equally vitriolic, And then with the second category, all pretense of objectivity crumbles the second anyone is questioned and they seem determined to die on the hill of the timeline is fine and normal. Those who cry guilt tend to reference Anna Marie Tendler in their diatribes. Her recent arts largely involved her looking like a haunting in the large empty rooms of her former marital home. And people have really lent into her apparent grief as a sign that Mulaney committed the ultimate betrayal. The general sentiment seems to be, how dare he use her as a prop in his comedy to build himself up as a good man, and then so publicly move on so quickly. There's also some suspicion around the timeline of his relationship with Munn, and Page Six has reported allegations of cheating, although these have obviously gone unconfirmed by everybody. And then the final crowd are all tweeting things like, this is insane, this means nothing, you don't know these people, how can you possibly be upset? Which is, I guess, technically true. John Mulaney does not know we exist. He is not our friend. Um, And this ultimately has no social impact on us. The planet's dying, who cares, etc, etc. So, does it mean everything or does it mean nothing? Perhaps unsurprisingly, I'm a little column A, little column B kind of gal. Like I said at the top of this podcast, John Mulaney is on my list of men who would not hurt me. But the conditions of that list are made up and therefore completely arbitrary, guided by vibe alone. I treat his comedy specials like comfort food, which means that they do hold a special place in my heart. Now, this puts Mulaney in a precarious position on my list because any disruption to the joy I feel while watching those specials, however minor, might mean that I simply must cease watching them. This was an internal dialogue that I had and ultimately came to terms with, namely that I felt a bit bummed, I did some navel-gazing, came to terms with it, kept him on the good boy list. Now, saying all that out loud in the simplest terms possible is probably enough to make you go, Jesus Christ, shut up. No one cares about your internal processes, regardless of where you fall on the loving or hating Mulaney spectrum. Which kind of neatly illustrates my point, I think. I have a personal relationship with the media I consume, and the random rules that guide how I feel in that relationship really only impact me. What we're seeing play out on social media is a bunch of people assigning their own morality to a comedian, 
and either being disappointed when he doesn't live up to it or being angry when other people's feelings about that comedian change or being angry whenever people express either extreme out loud. Parasocial relationships are something that we've talked about on the podcast before. The simplest explanation is that it's a term used to describe the relationship between an entertainer and their audience. The term describes something that is not only a normal phenomenon, but also pretty vital to the nature of celebrity as we know it. What I've noticed is that people have taken a half-baked understanding of the word and started to misuse it so profoundly that it's become almost totally devoid of its original meaning. You can see a similar phenomenon with words like abuse or gaslighting, which people have warped to mean hurt feelings, or triggered, which now just means upset. At this point, it's almost become a pathology. Parasocial relationships as things that are exclusively harmful. When people accuse you of having a parasocial relationship with something on Twitter, it's almost always an insult. But I think it's really interesting to note that a lot of the mainstream publications that are publishing think pieces on the Mulaney incident are using the term parasocial relationship in their discussions of fan responses and are using it to structure a scenario where Mulaney was some sort of conscious manipulator of his adoring public and that the cries of betrayal on social media are actually an inevitability. Writing for Vox, Aja Romano compares Mulaney's pregnancy announcement to Kylie Jenner's and concludes that people are less outraged by Jenner's because her public persona has always been one of spectacle, where Mulaney's has been one of relatability. And while she notes that people frequently reevaluate their relationship to particular cultural symbols as their values change, she also says that the problem with Mulaney is that his narrative of domestic bliss through his stand-up was used to further promote his brand and cultivate a fandom. She says, he was a likable, happily married everyman, and that made him approachable and unlike the average Hollywood celebrity. He performed his role so well, in fact, that it didn't feel to the audience like a performance, and so they forgot that it was and had been all along. She then goes on to align the narrative with the crumbling of Louis C.K.'s image after his sexual assault allegations, saying, This latest instance of a stand-up comedian pretending to be a normal guy but then turning out to have the same cliched problems as so many other white men in Hollywood feels like a dirty twist. It isn't the narrative that we were promised. Which is an objectively insane reach. Someone falling out of love and getting a divorce and someone vigorously wanking in front of a person to the point where they quit their stand-up career are two very different things. I do think that there's something here, I just don't think we can walk it out to this extreme. I think what's actually interesting about the Mulaney incident is the changing nature of fame and its relationship to an art form. We've all seen big celebrity splits before. Brad and Jennifer, Brad and Angelina, Tom and Nicole, Tom and Katie, Ben and Jen, Ben and other Jen. There's a lot of repeat offenders here. Anyway, not my point. My point is the people were not moved by these splits. Sure, people had some thoughts. That Nicole Kidman on the day her divorce was finalized picture does the rounds every so often. As it should. Great photo. But no one spent huge swaths of time melting down about it on the internet. Or like they did, but they weren't average people. I've seen some real normies have some very strong opinions on the Mulaney incident. And I think the key difference is the art form. 
The splits that I've mentioned are actors, and they're ultimately filtering emotion and relatability through a script or a specific piece of media. Comedy, perhaps more than other art forms that ask you to put your face to your name, requires a certain level of authenticity or relatability. At the very least, it requires comics to personally bring the room along with them as they work through filtered thoughts and feelings that are often designed to be delivered as though they're unfiltered or off the cuff. Think about Bo Burnham's Inside again for a second. That show is a bit absurdist, but it also feels so personal and relatable that it's a little bit like watching a man have a breakdown on screen. I think the artifice in these scenarios is deliberately a bit thinner for most comics, but particularly for comics who are doing something confessional, which Mulaney is. On top of this, the nature of streaming services has meant that live comedy is now in your home on your TV or your laptop. Rather than live comedy being an event where you pay money, schlep to a theatre, have someone talk to you and a hundred other people, it's now something that you can just do in your bed. Now, I know people had cable and comedy channels or whatever before, but streaming has made it so much easier for people to see comics that they like and watch and rewatch those sets on demand. Live comedy is often a bit of a weird niche that people fall into enjoying. My early experiences with it were exclusively because the only people who were ever guaranteed to do sets in shitty rural locations are comedians looking for a gig. When I moved to the city, it was like a weird revelation when I made a friend who wanted to come and see touring British comedians with me. Obviously, famous comedians existed before and after, but few, if any, have reached the level of fandom that Mulaney has. He's an exceptionally talented comic and writer, but I don't think he would have hit the huge levels of mainstream success that he has if it wasn't for the readily available nature of his sets to people. So, what does it all mean? Look, I think it's my little column A, little column B argument. The Mulaney incident means something to people, because people obviously always have a personal relationship with the media that they consume. It doesn't mean something to everyone, and the desire to call out or demonize people who have even the most proportionate of responses seems to be a response to this increased visibility of both fan opinions and of the mechanisms that guide fandom. And for me personally, for now, Mulaney can tentatively stay on my list of Hollywood men who would never hurt me, because ultimately, if I stick hard and fast to rule number one, never meet famous people, he'll never have an opportunity to do so. His vibe remains what it was for me before, a little sad and a little dark. And as we know, all that matters for the list is the vibe. Well, uh, that was my (laughs) attempt at navigating... The very complex online meltdown around John Mulaney without getting caught up in my own not insignificant feelings on the subject. To be totally honest with you, it's helped me work through some stuff and I think I'm probably going to re-watch the Sack Lunch Bunch, specifically the song Do Flowers Exist at Night, which I think about so often. If you've got a favourite Mulaney line or even just a favourite stand-up comedian, talk to me about it next time you see me at the pub. Peace. Peace.